0: Okay, welcome to our uh, podcast called Leading at a Local Level, uh, where we explore uh, leadership topics and ideas uh, that are relevant to people leading at a local level, leading at a local church, or managing or leading a small organisation, small charities, leading a home group, worship team, Uh, and I'm uh, thrilled to be joined again uh, with uh, my good friend John Greenall, um, and uh, you know, both of us are very passionate about leadership. We've led in uh, lots of different environments, both in local churches uh, and in charity organisations. And so uh, today, we're going to be exploring uh, a new topic, and it's going to be called the power of follow through, uh, the power of follow through. So, uh, John, do you want to open up this important topic for us?
1: Brilliant. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So like, as uh, hopefully as people are getting used to now, we're starting like with a real life problem, um, something which we want people to kind of send in and say how do we approach this and kind of digging down to the principles that are underlying that problem and today we're going to be um, uh, hearing from from Joe so Joe has been leading in a medium-sized church for five years and um, he's a really gifted leader people find him inspiring he brings energy one of those kind of people you know he's he's also kind and supportive um, and people like him um, and initially in, his, uh, in the church venture, you know, in the early couple of years, he had lots of enthusiastic volunteers, um, but now things are different. So he's five years in and people seem a bit less engaged. They seem a bit more skeptical of his ideas, um, a bit less interested in getting involved. Um, and Joe, you know, has uh, gone and done his personality, leadership assessments, um, and they say to him "Look, Joe, you're good with ideas and with innovation, but actually you're weaker at the detail. You know at completing tasks as well. And so he kind of says, this is great, you know, um, this is who I am, this is how God's made me to be. But the reality is, is that the projects that he started are often left unfinished. Um, and it leads to others needing to pick up the pieces. And so Joe comes to you and saying, look, I need to restore some credibility uh, and I want to I want to kind of find some motivation to be better at following through. But then again, this isn't who I am. So how do I deal with that issue? So we're, we're thinking about the idea of following through. Joe is struggling with following through on stuff that he started with a lot of the consequences that I've just described there. So, Tim, w- thinking about that, that you know, that, that example, why is it so important, this issue of following through? Yeah, well,
0: I think, first of all, it's worth saying that I identify a great deal with Joe. Um, I, I totally understand how Joe feels. Um, that is naturally my personality, um, I am naturally a kind of a good with ideas, uh, bad with details kind of guy, um, and, and the reason I think it's important is for two reasons really, I think that, that really I think, you know, as we I think we gonna explore it together, but I think that both your credibility, Joe's credibility as a leader is defined by what he completes, not just by what he starts. Um, and there are so many people that can start stuff, but if I the leaders that I've admired over the years are the ones that can take an idea and drive it through. You know, there's so many good ideas uh, that happen, but also I think the reason it's so important, I think as a leader, we can get discouraged. Discouragement is a big issue for leaders at every level, whether you're leading a local church or a home group, uh, or whether you're leading like, uh, you know, you are John in a, um, in a charity sector environment, um, you know, you can get discouraged very easily because sometimes you just don't see the progress uh, that you would like to see in the short term. Uh, and actually, I think we, we live in a very instant culture. You know, um, I can't drink instant coffee. I just like to point out. But if you um, if you know, we do, you know, you can make everything super quick. You can microwave it. And <clears throat> I think so many leaders are looking to microwave success. Yeah. Um, and actually, I just don't think it's possible. So I think this whole idea of understanding what follow through is and how to do it well is both vital for your credibility to lead and lead well over time uh it's also but i think it's also really important for you as a leader and your mental well-being uh, and just your walk with god that you're not just giving up before you've really seen um the benefits so um i think it's such an important subject to explore explore don't you john
1: yeah, no, ab- absolutely, Tim, and that, that really resonates with me as well. And I, I mean, I get very excited by things that are sort of shiny and new as well. Um, and, and I think you know, many leaders do, we, or, or we see something that's happening across the road, or you know, in another church, or something we've read about online, um, or we read a book which so neatly packages together, you know, like how this church went from you know five people in a living room to five thousand people, um, and we think, you know, I want to, I want to get there. Um, And I think for me, Tim, I mean, probably my question that comes from that is, you know, we see that big picture, we see kind of where we want to get, we have these big ideas, but then we struggle with how to actually put that into practice. So what might be some ways we think about, you know, trying to reach our destination? What advice would you have for how we might get there?
0: Yeah, I think, I think for me, what I've learned, I think, is to focus on the power of small, uh, small steps particularly, just the power of small, the power of small steps. Um, and because every, everything happens by small steps, right? You know, we think about great progress. You know, you can quote Neil Armstrong, every, you know, one small step for, for man, one giant leap for mankind. And, you know, I think we, we want progress to happen in big jumps um, and particularly pastoral stuff. Like if you're involved with people, discipling leaders, you know, if you're trying to multiply leaders, you know, you want to see gains very quickly. And there's so much stuff out there that promises big gains. And and you hear, I don't know about you, John, but, you know, a number of leadership talks and, you know, take a big risk and do all this stuff. And and there are, there's moments for that. You know, there's moments to sell, you know, to bet the family farm, you know, on, on an idea. But actually the majority of stuff happens through a series of small steps and small battles that were won over time. And then, you know, you look at this decisive moment, but really it's a series of small steps. Um, I was recently reading the, um, uh, a bit of the history of, of um, uh, the racial movement in, in America, Martin Luther King, and really so much of what he did was was just winning small battles in small towns again and again and again, and it kind of built momentum over time, and often those battles on a small level were, were really difficult, and very hard fought, and, and maybe progress seemed at the time limited, but when you have package it up as a whole, it, it became very important, and I think, um, you know, I think that's really important, you know, for me, is, is, is identify what is it that you're, you know, you've talked about it, isn't it? Where do you want to get to? How do I break mm. that down into small mm. manageable steps? How do I take mm. my vision and break it down into small manageable steps? I don't, I don't know, mm. do, you do, do you do similar stuff with your organizations?
1: Yeah, very much so, and it, and it just reminded me, uh, and we were, we, were, we were talking earlier about the, um, you know, how to run like a, a marathon, or let's even say 5K, five, five um, and that's the incredible thing about the um, couch to 5K um yeah. process these guys just designed that that program and it's taken off hugely. Why? Because it breaks down into manageable steps. The person who is actually a couch potato who says, How am I ever going to run 5K? And look at it, look at the tremendous energy that people have by saying, Yeah, week one completed, or you know, I'm back to, you know, I've done week two, but I've had a few weeks off and I'm back back to the start. And there's that that concept of seems to be present there actually in 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 areas like that with these kind of manageable identifiable steps um so yeah i definitely see that and i guess it raises questions for me again as to okay why is it that so often in leadership exactly as you've described it we do we see these big things and we think we're going to get there why is it that we struggle so much in our leadership to break it down And, and i don't know how the is it the is it the patience is it that sense of context of which story am I in and where do I fit into this? It's not all about what's happening now, but I'm part of a bigger picture. What, what, what would you say to that? I think I think it, it. You know, one of the
0: things that we that I guess we're going to draw out again and again is good leaders uh, take time to plan. And I think if I was talking to to Joe in this situation, I would say that mm. you if you've got an idea. You know, break it down into small small steps. You know, mm. start. You know, say I want to um you know in a in a local church you know I want to disciple leaders right so how am I going to do that how am I actually going to approach it it's all really good time, so right I'm going to run a big yeah. course or I'm going to do this yeah. it's, it's often grand but actually just sort of like no I'm going to meet with someone once every once a month for a cup of coffee or I'm going to have them around to my house once a week for, for, for dinner and I'm going to see the the small steps um you know if I'm trying to Get a national i mean i know you've been working super hard haven't you on these catalyst teams that are going to change yeah. the way that uh, medical um uh, doctors and nurses and that can work together for for the good of the kingdom um and it's been slow going for you hasn't it it's been yeah. <clears throat> you know you want a national network of teams and i you know and i've you and i've worked together but it started yeah. out with with you know just finding one or two isn't it and yeah. just start with one or two um yeah. and that was your plan i mean how, how's it
1: going john Oh, I'm just laughing because I find it so hard. I'm like, I can see where I want us to be. And I sometimes think with the sheer force of personality, I could, you know, just tell everyone, this is what it's going to be like, guys, right? Okay, so from the centre, this is what we're going to spend our money on. And you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Uh, And I'd like to think that that would work. Of course, it wouldn't work. Um, It just wouldn't work. And yeah, just, you're right. Just starting with one team and then sharing the good news and saying, like, we've made this step. And, and I just, I'm so impatient, Tim. I think that's my big problem is that I just sometimes think I haven't got, I'm in too much of a rush to see things happen. And I don't appreciate that actually what's going on is often more than the end product, but it's actually building into people. So if I know that if I build that vision into others and that's what those people say leadership is, leadership isn't about getting things done. It's about helping others to get the mission done, if you like. So it's about it's about achieving the mission, through other people not that we use other people but that we actually very much sense how god has shaped them and we're seeing them accomplish their purposes the things that god has called them to do ephesians 2 10 the step you know the thing that god's planned in advance that they will do individually but actually linking it to that big picture and so i found real joy in that it's helped me with my impatience to see john it's not just about this end product it is also about the journey it's also about what is god doing on the way in my life in these people's lives in our organization's life. And marking off, you know, the steps as we go and say, you know, that's a success. Praise God for that. That wasn't easy. That, that change of heart, that change of, of culture in an organisation or in a church, that's hard to do. It takes time and patience and loving people and drawing them to that goal. We can't yeah. sidestep it. We cannot shortcut that kind of growth. It's been my experience, certainly where, where I work at CMA. And it's so, it's so small, isn't it, often? Yeah. you know and
0: i think actually good leaders the way to break that that desire for impatience is to see it as a process of small steps yeah um and i think that's really important yeah. can i just share with you the next key that i think is really important if i yes. was to say yo yeah. so i think the first thing i'd say is <clears throat> start small small steps yeah break it down into manageable steps the second is don't underestimate the power of repetition mm. um, Power of repetition again leaders find this really difficult we particularly mm. if you're like a you know a very creative person you know you want to go on to the next thing um I read a quote by John Piper which said um something like I can't remember exactly but it was something like you chop you chop you chop down a tree with an axe by repeatedly hitting the tree uh, you can't hit through the tree in one chop you know uh, recently I, I actually had to in the summer during lockdown I had to take out uh, four tree stumps I, I took down four of these horrible conifer type things that were in my garden and um it took me two days of manual labor to get out of these three these tree stumps. And it was literally like digging. And every and I I I think because I'm learning this principle of leadership is that every spadeful of earth that I removed from a from around the tree, and for every time I sawed one of the 75 roots that were in, you know, coming out of this tree, <laughs> I was getting one step closer to the completion of the goal. And I think sometimes, yeah. um, you know, so much of ministry and uh and leadership is monotonous and repetitive, yeah. but actually, don't underestimate the power of doing the same thing again and again. I think sometimes there's been a lot of chat recently in in leadership yeah. journals and talks, and you know about like if it's not working, just drop it and move on. But I, I don't know. I think that you have to be yeah. very careful. You have to balance that with the the power of repetition, the same thing again and again and again. And I don't know what you think about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and as I say, the thing that about me that likes bright, shiny new things can sometimes think oh that's a bit boring you know I'd, I'll kind of put that into second place but yeah wow it's a, it's a discipline but I think as you say again and again you just have to sort of study the, the great leaders we hear about their exploits we hear about the stuff they stay on the stage but say on the stage but what we don't see is behind the scenes the stuff that doesn't get as much airtime or as much book time is because it's repetitive and monotonous they've prepared hard they've prepared for years you know they've done things over and over again you know just the law of like matthew size but bounce you're looking into high high performance who have yeah. just repeatedly uh, practiced their, you know whether it's beckham with his crossing or lampard with his penalties in football senses or in any, any discipline it often comes with that hard unseen a- and repetitive work i mean uh, where else do we see this tim as you talked about so in, in the church but where else in life might we see the fruits of just kind of repetitive monotonous yeah oh i'd love i'd love to encourage those of you that are parents um
0: particularly children that are younger um you know like i think <clears throat> we try and you know we helen and i and my wife we're always talking about you know whether we're getting it right with our kids or not um and I, I think kids are slow to learn like they're quick to learn in some way when it comes to character character is shaped over time you cannot make good quality character quickly um and so the only way to make good quality character is by repeatedly emphasizing the same the same things you know picking them up on their manners at dinner time or you know enforcing kindness again and again or you know being consistent with what you're doing again and again and again and sooner or later i think they get it i I don't know about you how you handle your kids john
1: yeah um again i want (laughs) i want snap obedience and i wish they'd listen the first time but but you're (laughs) absolutely right you're absolutely right it's that repeated day in day out sometimes annoying me so um but yeah it takes great patience and um I, Tim, just 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 hearing you say that it, it yeah i just want to encourage people who are listening i think so many people um we, we celebrate those who are out there on stage who, who are seen for doing things um and we naturally celebrate that but i just just really want to encourage and affirm those of you who are who are doing this it's it's totally unseen that's why sort of discipling your kids um it's just unseen very very few people see you won't get much thanks you often don't get any thanks from from your kids um and it's just it's hard work i just want to affirm you just to in that from what what tim's just been saying to you to to keep going and your church as well unseen faithful week in week out preaching the word discipling um pastoral work ministry God, yeah. God sees. God sees even when human beings don't. Amen. Amen. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and I think we're rewarded as ministers, as leaders, actually less for our success and more for our faithfulness. Yeah. Um, and there's being faithful, stupid faithful, which is just, you know, mindlessly doing the same thing again and again because you've got nothing better to do. But I think we have to be careful about all the talk about innovation and and exciting yeah. stuff that we don't just uh, recognise the the, yeah. the underestimated power. Of, of, uh, of just repetition really, you know,
1: yeah. so that's good. Yeah, so Tim, you've talked about you know the power of, of small, you've talked about repetition. So going back to, to Joe, um, you know, who's got this, this issue of, of, of starting things and you know getting people on board and then really struggling to follow through, what, what would be your next bit of advice for, for him? Well, well <clears throat> I need to cough. My, I don't know what's
0: happened to my, uh, I just got stuck in my throat. <clears> throat> Sorry, there we are. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think, I think this, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's what the Bible says, right? Yeah. I think it's a principle. Let me, let me tell you, I, I don't know about you, John, but leaders trade in trust. They do business in trust. Yeah. All of my work as a leader is done in, in trust, yeah. right? And the longer you go on in leadership, the more trust becomes important. And when you are consistent over time, when you do what you say you're going to do, and you don't do what you say you're not gonna do, people trust you. It's like your kids, your kids trust you. If you say, if they say, dad, can I can I have a biscuit? And you say no, but they know five minutes later that you come back and, and they're gonna hassle you, you're gonna say yes. They can't trust what you're gonna say. And it's like that as leaders. I think we need to recognize that we trade in trust. And so okay. think very carefully, Joe, this would be what I'd say, do you think very carefully, do not make promises, do not set vision, right that you cannot see god being able to to deliver or you being able to follow through on because if you do it too often you can you know once or twice it's it fine it doesn't always work people can accept that. that 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 won't necessarily damage your trust if it becomes a pattern your trust will erode very quickly and your currency with which to trade yeah just you won't have any right yeah. so you won't be able to lead people will stop following you yeah. won't be able yeah. to get any followers because they're just like, well, he's gonna start, but he's not gonna finish. So, and yeah. I think that to me is so important Yet get your yes yes, and your no be no.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I, I sometimes think of how much change have I yeah. got in my pocket, you know, in different areas of my kids, it might be with in, in my workplace, You know, how, how much of that trust change currency have, have I got? That is absolutely fantastic. It reminds me, of, it feels to me, Tim, that Joe is in that position where um, he feels like he's sort of lost some respect um you know and we, you know so we mentioned him him sort of feeling like he, he lost credibility i think that was what we, we we saw him say and um it just brought to mind you know that that line when people say you know honor um honor is something that we give but yeah. respect or trust is something that that is earned and so yeah. we're called to honor our leaders so if you're if you're in joe's congregation you're called to honor him but actually when it comes to trust and, and, and respect that is something that Joe is responsible for. And if that's been eroded, then actually I'd say, you know, agree with you, say to Joe as a leader, it's actually your responsibility, Joe, to actually to help people to, to learn to trust you again, um, even though that they should, you know, be honoring you uh, as the leader. So yeah, honor is, honor is given freely, but trust is earned. Would you Would you agree with that? I mean, that's-
0: Oh, 100%. If I was saying to Joe right now, if if i was you know and i do support leaders in different situations yeah. my big advice would be go back to small yeah, go back to yeah. small things and and deliver them and yeah. deliver them well and rebuild that trust you know stop setting big vision and yeah. big ideas yeah. but go back to you know preach a, a really good preaching series right and finish it you know and finish it well and do it really good quality you know go and you know if you're gonna run a an activity you know, do it and say you're going to do it. You know, if you're going to run a a coffee morning for the old folks, you know, do it and do it consistently. You know, just just but pick pick out small wins, repeat them, and yeah. sooner or later it will it will rebuild your trust. But it's a slow process.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's really helpful. And just yeah, thanks Tim for that. That's that's really helpful. Go back, go back to the small, go back to the the beginning, and, and deliver. That's um, and that's that's a word for me, I think, as well, because I, I'm so easily fixated on the big things, but but actually building trust in the smaller that's so so good um yeah. so we talked about those things in the small the repetitive um and then then we just talked about let your yes be your yes and what else would you say tim to, to, to joe, to joe?
0: One, one thing i've learned so i'm not I, I don't you john and i have come across a thing called the belbin test right it's a it's a model one of these many personality models and it, yeah. it categorized people i think it's in nine mind blocks and one of them is somebody called a Completer finisher right uh, and they they're specialists almost they 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 love to finish off projects i am the opposite of a complete finisher right uh, and so much of my leadership has failed basically because i don't have a strategy for the final 10% right, right. so i can organize an event after having organized conferences and stuff like that and um uh, and and i i can get it all in place got the date sorted the venue sorted i've got the speakers lined up uh, and then i forget to kind of you know I've even created the promotional activities but I might have forgotten just to send them out you know and I suddenly discover like three weeks before we meant to go on no I never did that and and I've I've working really hard at having a strategy for completing that final 10 percent so I've got people that now help me I've actually got one of the ladies in church that volunteered she's like I know you're bad at finishing and I'm like yes I am Uh, and she's like can I help you so she will communicate to the church on my behalf about activity she will remind me she actually texts me is like you need to send out an email about this i'm like thank you for doing that thank you for reminding me to do that Uh, and i'm not in a big enough church to afford a paid staff she does it for free um have a strategy how can you make sure when you start a project you start an event how are you going to finish it what's going to be the last bit that you're going to find difficult spend more time thinking about that final 10 percent sometimes than the rest of it
1: yeah well that's really good tim i mean what i'm intrigued there is that joe said Right back at the beginning, he said, look, he's really good with ideas and innovation, but weak at details and completing tasks. So I'm, I'm seeing some kind of similarities to you here. So and you've talked about, you know, engaging somebody else. What would you say? Because I hear sometimes people say, you know, well, I'm just no good at that. You know, I'm not a completer finisher. You know, I'm not a detailed person. And so I'm not going to do it. But what you seem to be saying, is you, draw, draw, you know, Is it your responsibility to become that person or you, you've kind of hinted already that you're drawing someone else in to kind of help you in those weak spots. How how can we do that without saying, well, this is who I am and I'm just going to let everyone else get on with it. What how do we approach that? last? 10%? There are
0: there are there a are few people that are so brilliant at something that they can kind of afford to just be rubbish at other stuff. There are. A ha- but I would say that is a handful of people like a real handful of people. You, you can be, I mean, Steve Jobs was a, not a nice man to be around. Uh, he mm. was quite temperamental. He was very rude, but he was a genius, right? Mm. And he got away with it because he was a genius, right? Leading at local level, the chances are you're not a genius, right? <laughs> um, sorry
1: to... It's to crushing to, reality. Oh.
0: To, to you, right? You're probably not a genius, which means that yeah. you need to, you cannot have, right? You're going to have areas of strength. Everyone's got areas of strength and you need to play to your strengths, but you cannot have what I would call a, a debilitating weakness or crushing weakness. If you cannot close up your big weaknesses at the bottom, all your strengths are not going to be strong enough to pull, to pull you. Yeah, to you've got to good. stop. You've got, you know, you've got, in a sense, I've realized that my weak, my leadership is limited by my ability to finish things. Well, this yeah. Joe, you could be me to be honest. Um, yeah. and I, and I am learning to be better at finishing because if I can't finish, then all the, 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 the inspiration, the motivation, the, the new ideas yeah. you know, won't have the gravitas, really won't have the, the, the power. Yeah. Um, so, so I, yeah, I don't know if you're the same, John. I mean, you're, you're much better at finishing things than I am. So,
1: um, Well, no, but that very much resonates with me. And I think um, yeah, there are times when I have to say, well, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. You know? And then we can get into that sort of defensive mentality if we're under pressure, people are criticising us. We can just think, well, but you're not appreciating my strengths here. I want to be appreciated for what I do bring and not criticized for what I don't bring. But I think it's it and that's that's why leadership is so hard, isn't it, Tim? I mean, it's as you say, we're often limited by by our greatest weakness. Um, yeah. and we, and again, we've got we've got a responsibility, not necessarily to go out and say, Oh, I need to work on all my weaknesses. You know, I, I do believe personally we need to work to our strengths, but equally we need to be thinking how you know if these weaknesses are hamstringing this whole, this whole thing that we're doing, if they're leading to, and ultimately it's about the kingdom of God, isn't it? We're looking to build the kingdom of God. We're looking to see great things happen. We're looking to see God move. And if we're limiting that through, through our weaknesses, actually that's where we're called to be a team. We're called to you're not just an island. There's no way that we can do it on our own. Um, and, and I'd love to hear you say, just just before, we're going to close on it, Tim, but the, the idea of team and about how you kind of, you, Engage a team in in that understanding your witnesses. How have you done that um, in a way that you found healthy and helpful? Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Great
0: question, John. I think um, I think one of the things that again these personality tests, you know, if you've ever done them, almost you can kind of have an attitude. Well, people need to accept me for who I am, right? Which, yeah, that, there, there's truth in that. Of course, you have yeah. to accept you for. But my experience is is that people that are creative, right? Uh, kind of are only really genuinely understood by people that are also creative, um, yeah. you know, and people that are details people are kind of only really truly understood by, by people that are also details people. And which is why I think that in a team, actually, you know, the best thing you can do to honor your team is to recognize it's hard for a details. I've got one of the elders in my church, there's an amazing details guy. Like he, he loves to deliver, he's a complete yeah. finisher to the nth degree that he does not enjoy my creativity a huge amount but it's my job and I think it's his job as well to to actually work not on his strengths as much as it is to work his weaknesses to realize actually if I'm going to honor you I honor you by by working on my weaknesses by not just expecting you to come up to where I'm at I've got to come down as it were to where to where you are you know uh, in in that way and and I'd say that these the team can balance it out and team does balance it out, but don't expect your, everyone else in the team to do all the work of coming up to understand you. You've got to recognize your weaknesses yeah. and, and actually work to, to, because it's honoring to others, that that would be yeah. why I'd say, you know, it's no, it's, it's so good. honoring to, to not, to miss deadlines and be late for meetings because you're being creative. It's yeah. not honoring to them. If yeah, they're a finisher, yeah. if they're a details person, to leave the details person hanging because actually like you, you haven't got around to being organized it's not honoring it's not fair no, right. I, I mean, sorry if that's being a bit harsh john but i think that's yeah. that's how no,
1: I, see no, I think i think you're right and this is about honoring you know honoring other people so, so it's great tim so great i mean as, as we finish, since we talked about the power of small talked about repetitive repetitive actions you know keep keeping keep going we've talked about letting our yes be our yes that we trade in trust having that strategy for the final 10 percent. that's been fantastic as we finish tim anything you'd like to add as we as we come to a close
0: um
1: i think just real quick
0: i'd say you know one thing i found really helpful time limits again time limits and mm. season you know do stuff for a season don't feel like you've got to keep repeating things forever you know say i'm going to do this activity we're going to do it for a term uh, or we're going to do it for a year or we're going to do it for six weeks or whatever it yeah. is but, but you know sometimes that's a really good way of, of completing through on something mm. without actually kind of you know letting people down when you said you you know because you finished it Know after it's run its course, kind of thing, you know. So, just as a you know, don't be afraid to put time limits on things, would be my final thought.
1: That's great, Tim. That, yeah, really enjoyed that conversation. Um, really helpful for me. a power of follow through and how important that is. So, yeah, good chat.
0: Yeah, nice one.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tim. If you want to
0: share it again, it's gonna, um, this has been helpful. We really encourage you to share it with your friends, uh, just share it with the churches. Um, it's gonna be under the MLG. YouTube banner, we'll put the links in um, for you to attach uh, to to find. Um, But yeah, so hopefully we'll see you next time.